this episode of DevTalk, I speak to Tobias Scholze about disabilities and developing accessible apps. Welcome to another episode of DevTalk. My name is Kerry Lothrop, and today's guest is Tobias Scholze. Tobias is an iOS software engineer at Anfema in Munich, and he is a community and open source enthusiast. And you might know him from German publications like Dr. Windows, Apple Talk, Mobile Geeks. And I'm very pleased to have him on the show tonight. Hello, Tobias. Hi, Carius. Thanks for having me in your show. Tobias, you are, pro you are one of the uh, listeners who give regular feedback on this show. And you, I know you're a regular listener. And you gave me feedback. I was doing a show on Xamarin Forms. I don't know who the guest was. And you said uh, you should have somebody introduce uh, Xamarin Forms, like, like do an introductory episode of Xamarin Forms that you could recommend to other colleagues. And then I said, well, you should come on the show and, and do that by yourself. And then you said that you, we haven't met in person yet. Uh, you said you have a speech impairment and that that would be bad for you to come on a podcast and uh, you you don't feel comfortable with that and um, then i said well then let's talk about that so that's where we're here today <laughs> and despite of all my arguments you still invited me and i'm really thankful that i can now talk about my speech impairment and how modern mobile apps are helping me or at least they try to help me <laughs> well you, well thank you for being my guest um we we can all hear uh, you are stuttering um that means you're repeating things that you say is this something and and of course this is a, is a different setting when we talked before we were talking in german and we this was it was like a personal conversation and and now we switched the language and now you are aware that this is uh that, um your your blood pressure rises when when you start podcast recordings and uh and that pr probably triggers it to make it more difficult for you right yes Uh, these kind of situations are really awkward for me, but uh, I think I get used to it with my years and with my career, but it is still not the best moment for me. Is this something you've had from, from birth on? As I remember, it started in early primary school, I think. It got worse during my puberty. I was always fighting against it and... I can now say that I'm able to talk fluently in more comfortable situations than a podcast recording. So it's a little bit of a win for me, I guess. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is is this something that has a big impact on your professional life? To be honest, I don't think so. Um, because actually my whole workday is based on text. I'm writing code, I'm writing documentations, I'm writing new feature proposals, or I'm chatting with colleagues in Slack. So a lot of things does not involve speaking. Mm -hmm. But if you would be podcasting daily, I would be stressed. That, that's fair. Every guest is stressed. You develop apps for other people. And um, you having this impairment probably means that 
you can put yourself into other people's position easier that might have this type of impairment or other impairments. Like we, we had an episode on, on disabilities with um, Denny. And um, I, I was wondering, or let, let, let's talk about this type of speech impairment. Is that something that a developer or every developer should look out for when developing an app? Is that something that's, that is of concern at all? Hmm. Good question. Uh, not that I know. Uh, speech impairment is, I guess, not so widely spread than color blindness. Mm -hmm. It would be great if a lot of developers would look at this kind of impairment, but to keep it short, I don't think so that this kind of dis disability or impairment is really in the focus of de de developers. For example, what's a little bit difficult for me, it's the new kind of speech-based smart assistants and how to call them. In my case, it's that I have problems with the, um, in German, it's called Glückslaute. So it's C, K, D, T, G, and so on. For example, um, it's easier to say for me, hi Alexa, or hey Siri, but okay, Google is really difficult for me. Ha, huh. okay. I wonder if, oh, and I hear Google just listened on the other, <laughs> other end. So you, you just triggered a device, right? <laughs> yes, achievement unlocked. <laughs> okay, it was, uh, it was good enough for Google to understand you. But uh, <laughs> uh, I I'm wondering if the, the I mean, the, the name Alexa is actually very unusual. And um, of course, it's, it was chosen because it's unusual, but maybe this is also one of the criteria. You're right. I never thought about that. Interesting. So the mobile device, uh, I, I uh, a lot of times I, I'm I find it interesting that is such a uh, a good medium for uh, people with impairments to use uh, because, like, if, if you uh, if you're blind, there are ways of of using the device. Um, if you have problems speaking and you, but you can see, then you can you can use the display to type, and the, so this is uh, something that's good for you. But but it as you're saying, it's that it's moving towards this trend of being more um, more human like, and that also involves speech. And uh, yeah, is are you developing or or have you done things? differently in apps uh, for this reason that you probably wouldn't have if you hadn't had that experience by yourself? Maybe a little bit, mm -hmm. but I have to say that a lot of my accessibility work are done for people who are blind, colorblind, or use a large font sizes because of eye diseases, mm -hmm. just as a little excuse. Um, speech impairment could be a temporary, for example, if if you have a cold and you cannot speak clearly, it wouldn't be the great idea if the only way to get into your house is by calling Alexa to open the uh, door. Nevertheless, I think that modern apps or modern technology um, are the best thing that could happen to me. In my childhood, 
or, or as a teenager, it was the help for me to go out with, with my friends because of the reservations at restaurants or to book a seat in cinema. You have to ring them. You have a, maybe a non-German or non-native speaker. And this was not the best time. But now you can do everything by text, using emails, using Liferando apps, using technology that enables me to get my things done without speaking in front of other people. Yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking of a situation uh, where I um, I was in Lisbon, Portugal for the first time. That was probably 10, year, 10 years ago. And uh, it, we walked into a McDonald's restaurant. And for the first time, we saw these terminals there where you can order your food. And for me, uh, someone who doesn't speak any Portuguese, it, this was perfect. Um, I didn't have to have to have this this speech interface to talk to somebody. I had the the menu there. It was even visual. It has these these pictures of the products, even if you don't know how to pronounce them, or even if you don't know how they're written, or if you can't read or write at all. Uh, this is an interface you can use um, to uh, to interact with the people and and uh, get the service that you want. And um, in a way, I was. A little bit in your your situation, I couldn't speak to them. It was a different way. Um, well, you can speak uh, at least in German and English, but I mean, there, there might be situations where that's not possible. Like you said, you have you have a cold, or you um, and and this is. Um, I, I thought it was an improvement, even though, uh, of course, you're you're losing that that social interaction, and I guess that's uh, me being. Uh, an introvert developer, um, we we prefer uh, the the chat window over the um, um, the call, I guess. <laughs> That's so true. I, I've picked restaurants uh, because I didn't want to call, and have the payment already on on the website instead of in person afterwards because it gets awkward. Yeah, it's like Uber. Also, yeah, you you get in the get in the the car. And he knows where you're going and he's being paid and he doesn't have to worry about getting money from you. And uh, he knows your identity also, which is probably an advantage that a normal cab drive, driver doesn't have. So it, it's interesting that that uh, to, to think of things this way. Yeah, I mean, what other people helps mustn't be bad for yourself. Maybe the McDonald's terminals helps me more than you. Mm -hmm. But you have also a profit of them. I'm wondering if you could also uh, have your restaurant food ordered, so when you get there, they know what you want. So you, you save that interaction too. Is there are there other disabilities that you're thinking about when developing apps? It is a little bit our luck that uh, the operating system that our apps run on, in this case iOS does a lot in this direction. But of course, uh, we try to use the auto-scalable font sizes. We try to use colors for color blindness and everything else is defined by the client. A simple way to help people could be to provide more ways to achieve the, the same thing, like uh, to call Alexa to open the front door or to just press a button in the HomeKit app or something else. 
maybe a little bit more realistic example would be in the car that you can speak to your infotainment system and say, hey, dude, navigate me to my destination or just to type in the address using your fingers. Mm -hmm. When somebody says they're doing a certain thing in an application because people with this sort of disability cannot do the, the maybe the the other way or can can use it better in the, this way uh, usually it it completely makes sense if you 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 have have an app and and you have to shake it to do, to do something and maybe maybe it's mounted to your wheelchair and you it's not possible for you to shake it and if that's the only way to do it then that doesn't make sense. Or th there's this case of coding information into color that, well, you, you can't use that if, if you can't distinguish colors or th there's no information uh, there left for you if, if everything's just looks similar. I don't know how to get started there. It, it just seems you have to have all this, uh, you have to have seen everything to think of all these things you have to, you know, think about when, when developing an app to make it accessible to everyone? Or, or is, is there like, read this book and then you'll do everything right? Or or I, I don't know how to, get, how to get started in this field except for getting somebody who specializes in that or or having like a, a really diverse team where where people uh, have these these uh, needs and, and see things from different perspectives. For sure. But as I said, it would be great if if a lot of more apps would use the system's built-in accessibility features like large text, like colorblindness, like on-screen mouse or something else. It is, it is totally true that accessibility features are expensive in the, the developing and testing. Mm -hmm. That's why I cannot see that an app for maybe an independent developer would be accessible to everybody on the planet because every person is different. That's great, but it makes hard to be good for all. I'm also wondering, it's probably impossible to make one app that without changing any settings works for everyone. Um, I talked to this uh, about this with Denny. Um, well, he, he said, well, you can put this information into color uh, or, or he, he focuses on developing apps for uh, people with uh, autism and also for people with uh, like low IQs who typically have a problem with reading and writing. He, he was th talking about things like, yeah, put this information into color so people will recognize what it is. And then if if you have a color blindness, then that, that's a problem. And he was also saying like, uh, the the color schemes for autistic people and for like people with um, what's it called uh, hyperactivity and uh, like like this deficiency syndrome I, I'm not quite sure what it's called uh, they want a different color scheme because they uh, like they it, it's too like that maybe too too bright the colors are too bright for them or too too much contrast and they need something uh, to calm them. It just seems that it's hard, unless you, you like him, he, he develops apps like for specifically this sort of disability, um, then that would be 
easy to to find somebody who specializes on that or, or to to find your test group to to test that on but if you don't if you're tr- just trying to make everyone happy I, I guess the only way to do is it is to like give people different options like you said there's in the car you can go through the menu or you can speak to the car and uh, that's pretty good because you you cover a lot of disabilities with that if you, if you have two methods of inputting and uh, or you could you could have like an adjustable color scheme uh, for different types of people who have have problems with uh, colors or or with the different uh, with this scheme in that yeah that sounds great but it sounds to me that these kind of applications especially tailored b2b applications like for healthcare centers and so on in my opinion accessibility is still too expensive in every aspect for the majority of developers or for the ordering client. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm wondering, so this this also somehow implies that adopting to everyone's needs costs effort, costs money. And I'm wondering how much of that is true. I'm thinking there are some things you can do for people with disabilities that wouldn't cost you a cent. It's like like choosing the right colors. It doesn't cost any more to use different colors. Putting uh, accessibility icons in there, that's going to be a little bit of effort if you do it afterwards. But if you do it while you're coding, it's probably going to be negligible. Then there are other things where it's like a new item in the uh, a new PBI, new backlog item, where where it's going to be a, like an effort associated with that, and and then that's going to be something that only the like the top apps are going to want to do, I suppose. I totally agree with you. Is there have have you ever had to go to your employer and and ask for time to to work on something that was not for the general audience not really because we have a good coding guideline for our os team mm-hmm. where are some points like accessibility labels and so on are specified and in most cases the client um, specifies which accessibility features the app should support mm-hmm we see in in uh, probably in all the eu that when you visit like a government website you immediately notice oh this this is different this is this is really nice because uh they have like uh, you can navigate everywhere with buttons you have, you have a you know, something to to read the page to you um they, they have the shortcuts and the the tabs work correctly and and everything is it, it, it it has to be certified uh, that that all the government websites are accessible, and and that's it's a really nice thing. And I I don't see it coming for basically any website. Uh, I guess in in uh, well in, in the business, it's like well, if people don't want your if if they don't want me as a customer, then I'll just go somewhere else. Uh, but it's it's so nice that the the state is doing that to to have everybody in there. Yeah, I I, I think we take that for granted, but it's it, it's not. It's really really good that 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 is the case. That's for sure. 
but we see maybe not in the apps but in the systems an always growing feature set of accessibility so every keynote from apple google microsoft amazon and so on are full with announcements of new accessibility features and maybe the future is brighter than we think and maybe we see some updates to some not so good styling decisions for example apple's borderless buttons are really not that great in a sense of accessibility yeah yeah well also the well i see that the the operating system vendors they are i i, I didn't think about the the borderless buttons but they are doing things um to make well like, like so you and i are ios users you go to uh, general setting or system preferences general settings um there's accessibility there and and the list is just endless it's it's like the, the font sizes I, I had this thing where where the the flash lights up uh, when when your phone rings and yeah it, it they it, they really put a lot of effort into that and I I think we should um, commend them on that yeah for sure and the flashlight is also an example that everybody can benefit from accessibility I use this feature to notify me uh, if my iPhone is in DND modus and vibration is not an option so that I know, hey, okay, I have some new messages or an incoming call. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But one accessibility setting that I really, really miss from Apple, Google, Alexa, uh, Amazon <laughs> and so on is that you can specify the duration, how long that you can specify the time span how long the assistant is listening before processing before processing the said words and giving an answer sometimes i need a bit i need a little bit longer and despite the fact that my speech was clear and fluent in this situation because i needed too long the smart assistant will give me the wrong answer or just say i cannot help you but that is something that would ha actually help me sometimes because it's happened to me that it just it's just too too quick and you're thinking about what to say and it's, it's already sent it off or or it, it stopped listening to be fair to the madams in the cans um i really like to talk to them i use them a little bit as a as a speech practice and i tried to chain a lot of commands together and i gave uh, my lamps for example, difficult uh, names for me to say. And it's great if I say all the commands and it actually happens what I meant. That feels like an achievement and this is very motivating to keep on practicing. That's that's uh, nice. I haven't, haven't thought about it that way. I, we have an uh, iPad lying around in the house and the kids figured out that they if they, they press the button long, then they can speak to it even though it's locked. And now I, I set the iPad to English and now uh, it's forcing them to speak English to the iPad. And this is also like a sort of uh, learning therapy <laughs> to get them to speak more English. <laughs> That's great parenting, dude. That's great parenting. For me as a nerd, as an IT guy, it's great to see that uh, modern technology, modern apps or 
or modern services uh, helps people to achieve more in their life than they could be without the help of technology. That's right. Yeah. Well, I remember at university, we had a system administrator who was blind working on the Linux system. So he didn't, didn't have a graphical user interface. And th this was years ago. And th this was, a, he was, he was great at his job and the, the computer let him do things that maybe otherwise he couldn't do, but he had to sit at that computer at th that point you, you had to, uh, be at that computer. And this was long before the smartphone and probably nowadays it's very, uh, very good for him to have, have this phone always with him that can help him with, uh, doing things that that he can't do because he can't see like like you know the the seeing eye app from from Microsoft for for those who don't know you it, it you uh, let it use your camera and then you point it at something and then it'll tell you what you're seeing or what it is seeing and it's 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 so amazing it'll, it'll read to you and it'll, it'll tell you uh, yeah what's in front of you and <laughs> Um, it, it just makes that, that technology, a special mobile technology makes life better for people with disabilities. Tobias, this has been a lot of fun. I, I did not know what to expect today. And I think I learned a lot and it's, it's, it's always good to, to get that different perspective to it. It, it helps you for your job. It helps you to, to be a better developer to to be a better ux uh consultant uh, also to to be a better human uh, so thank you very much for for talking to me today thanks for pushing me in this adventure carrie thank you um one last word we talked a lot about technology but at the end it really helps people like me to know that we are seen as fully functional members of the community. My colleagues are great. They respect me. They give me the time I need. My friends are great. Technology is just the uh, whipped cream on top of the ice cream of friendship. Well, thank you again, Tobias. This has been another episode of DevTalk. We'll see each other again in two weeks. Bye. Bye.